Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Podriplegics Podcast. Proudly brought to you by our sponsors, Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. You can find them at azspinal.org or call them at 602-507-4209. This podcast can be found audio version on iHeartRadio. Shout out to our new subscribers in Italy. We appreciate you. Um, Yeah, you guys rock. Yeah. Bellissimo. Bellissimo. iTunes. Uh, Spotify. If you want to see the video version, you can check it out on YouTube. Just type in quadriplegics, not quadriplegics. Uh, Facebook, uh, all the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Friends page. And yeah, you can check us all out there. Leave a comment. We'll get to it. Uh, hit like, hit follow. That would all help us uh, so much to be able to continue doing what we're trying to do. Uh, nope. Don, Eric, LaRonda, and myself have 100 plus years of living with disabilities. We are not medical professionals. I repeat, we are not medical professionals. If you are having medical issues, please contact your doctor or 911 if it's an emergency. Uh, are we professionally and, mental, though, is what I want to know. Probably. Most likely. I mean, at least a couple of us. Oh, right, right. Uh, mature language and content advisor, parental advisory. Um, Don swears a lot. I'm oh, sorry. I, <laughs> I apologize. And uh, don't sue us. If you're going to sue anybody, like always, Eric's got all the money. Eric. Money back. Today, well, we're talking money. about activities of daily living. Uh, big deal for us who have spinal cord injuries or people who have mobility issues or anything of the sort. Um, so I think probably we all have a little bit different when it comes to acti- activities of daily living. Uh, we're talking about what our schedules are like, bowel programs, catheterizations, um, you know, what we use to help us in assistance with picking things up or doing mm-hmm. you know, any tools we use of the sort. Um to help us in our activities of daily living. Right. I know. Um, so anyways, let's get right into it. Um, I don't know how we want to start this. I think maybe we should start with what type of schedules do we all run? Um, LaRonda, what time do you get up and what time do you go to bed? Oh, Jesus. Um, I get up, um, I get up at 5 a.m um good for you (laughs) yeah i get i get get up at 5 a.m it takes me about an hour and a half to actually like get out the house um you know to get clothes on um you know do all the other things like all like the morning things that i need to do um i go to work i'm done at at a certain time work out um do some other like personal work stuff some other stuff that I have to do for another job that I have I normally go to bed um about about one in the morning <laughs> you get any sleep that's I just want to know that do you I sleep no, I don't no I don't I don't survive I don't need a lot I feel like I don't need a lot of sleep but um you know I do take a day I do take, um, I I do take a day because like you said, you know, bowel program, different stuff like that, um, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I do have my bowel program that I do at least every other day, but I started juicing. And so that's kind of really been helping me out 
um, helping me out with that. (laughs) But if I don't use the bathroom or have a bowel program doing like a decent bowel program during the week, I take one day out of the week and do like a good cleansing, you know, so I won't have, you know, any accidents or just different stuff like that to help prevent, you know, anything like that. Yeah, so let's if we're gonna get into the the bowel program, let's let's get in. Do you use so you use do you use enemas? Do you I mean what do you I use uh, uh, oh sorry. Go ahead, no. Oh I use suppositories, um, is what I use. Dolcolac suppositories. Um, those seem to work um really good for me. Um, but I really found this juicing um has 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 been a game changer for me. Um so I, I do both. I'll take a pill if that's what I have to do like a day when I just don't leave out the house. I'll do a suppository plus I'll take a, a Ducalax pill so that it just just cleans everything. But the juicing has been having me to actually go um, basically really every day. I have some I have function to where I can feel um, when I have to use the bathroom. That's nice. So that yeah, so that helps out a lot. So that, but that's been helping me um, a, a lot with the um, just juicing. Nice. Um, all right, Don. What about you? What time do you get up? And uh, like, as far as bowel programs, what time do you 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 do that? Okay. Yeah. By well, by way of introduction, I am a person with quadriplegia at C five level, and that means um, I don't have tricep function so I'm not able to transfer myself so my bedtime and also morning time are are kind of related to my caregivers as well as my needs so um, I can't get up exactly when I want to every morning or I can't go to bed necessarily at the moment I want to it's I'm reliant on a caregiver so um, my schedule now recently has been going to bed fairly early around eight 8.30, 8.30, somewhere in there, and then getting up uh, seven in the morning. So part of that is, like I said, caregiver stuff. Um, another part of that is also preventing any kind of skin breakdown. So, you know, if I'm up in my chair, oh, after, you know, now I'm I'm 37 years post-injury and, and knock on wood, I, I don't have any um, problems with skin breakdown, but part of it is getting off my butt, you know, for as many hours as I can during the afternoon, evening. So my, um, yeah, so my um, bedtime has been around eight o'clock or 8.30 lately. And then I'll just, you know, watch TV for a while and fall asleep. And I, I do sleep pretty well these days, but uh, I'm ready to get up usually earlier than, than my caregiver is there. So then- what, uh, um- what do you do a morning or afternoon or evening bowel program stuff? I mean, what, what, how's that work? Yeah. So gosh, uh, over the years, I've done it a number of different ways. And when I first started out many years ago, I would do every other day with a suppository started with uh, Ducalox. Then I went to the magic bullets and then for a while I used some of the enemies, um, these days, what I find works best for me is uh, just every day, every morning, doing the digital stem and just clearing out whatever is in my lower colon, and I'm fine for the rest of the day. So uh, that works for me. I, I, I know everybody 
it is so different. It's like every injury is so different. Everybody's bowel program is so different too. And I know people that do it every day. I know people that do it every other day. Some people every third day. So um, I just, you have to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. And, you know, I've found for, for sure over the years, you really, really learn to read your body so that, you know, every little, you know, if you get a chill up your spine or, you know, you sweat a little bit or whatever, you kind of know what your body is telling you. Does that mean I have to use the bathroom? Does that mean I need a cath now? Or, or you know, you kind of, I don't know about you guys, but in my mind, I have a kind of a little inventory of how much I've eaten and how much I've, you know, how much I've gone to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of think that helps a lot. I think, yeah, you're, I think they're, you're right about that. Um, you also kind of know what foods to avoid and what things to, you know, what help you like with uh, LaRonda with the juicing. I mean, that's a perfect example. She's found something that really helps her to empty out. And, uh, you know, once you find that's kind of stuff, you stick with it. Yeah. And it's, I, and it's such a major part of our days too, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, and when Don, I mean, I, I jumped in cause Don's talking about quadriplegia and I'm, I'm a C5, C6 incomplete. C4, C5, C6, incomplete. And so I'm kind of the same way. I've tried it many different ways. But for me, what works best is every day, uh, enemy, I use the enemies, and I use the enemies plus, so it has um, lidocaine already in it. And then with that, I have, did, I have somebody assist me with digital stimulation. And it's most of the time that's the digital stimulation that works for me. It's not necessarily the enemies or, or the magic bullets or any of that stuff. It's eating, eating a good diet, clean diet, mm-hmm. and being able to get digital stimulation daily. Um, you know, for me, with digital stimulation, it's a, I, can, I have feeling down there. You know, I've spared feeling, like nerve pain feeling, so it's not a pleasant, not a pleasant experience. Um, especially, John, go ahead. Yeah, I mean... We're talking about that term. Maybe there's people that listening don't understand what that is. That's that's a finger with a glove on it, you know, jelly jelly finger up the butt and kind of moving in a circle. That's digital stimulation and that helps us move our bowels. Yeah, it it, it just activates the nerves and then gives you a you know a, a response in which the muscles will start pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah for me i do that and then you know hemorrhoids are always an issue for me when it comes to that too um you know digital stimulation when you have i don't know about don or or any but for me i have multiple caregivers so it's not just one person so each person has different types of pressures and all those kind of things you try to get them all to do the same thing Mm -hmm. but easier said than done right i mean it's a it's not the easiest thing in the world to do so you have all these multiple people doing it and sometimes you know some people do it too hard or sometimes people don't do it enough and you're not clear and, all, and then you get hemorrhoids and now you're getting autonomic dysreflexia from it so you know i mean that's a it's a big deal if you keep yourself on a regular schedule i think it makes it a little bit easier and sean uh for people that like me that use the medicaid program arizona long-term care or whatever your state's equivalent is um, one of the complicating things is a regular caregiver cannot do um, digital stimulation because they're not medically cleared to do that. Has to be, at least in Arizona, has to be a nurse. So that also makes it more difficult. Um, 
So you have to either have a nurse come in a couple times a week to do your bowel program or you pay somebody to do it. You know, mm -hmm. they yeah. won't, uh, they won't allow just a regular caregiver to do it unless they have the credentials. So yeah. And then that goes state by state too. You know, that's different in every state. So like in Michigan mm -hmm. for me, a caregiver could do it, but here you have to have a nurse. So yeah, yeah it definitely changes how much money you have to put out just to be able to live. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. And that's one of the issues that I always have is like, you know, I tell people, you know, like when someone, like if I'm late or when I was working for many years, I worked, you know, I worked for the government and what really made me actually retire um, with the government is when I moved here and the lack of, I mean, they just didn't understand what it took for me to get up and come to work every day um, or whatnot. And then at the time, my son was a, was under, you know, was underage. So taking my, I had to deal with my, I mean, just transferring, you know, to get dressed, to bathe, just the whole nine yards. They just didn't under, you know, they didn't understand and they would make the meetings earlier. And, you know, going into a workplace and trying to explain to people like, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I can't just get out the bed, put one leg in the pants. You know, it, it took a lot. It, it took a, it, it was a lot for me. And and even going to the bathroom at work, people don't understand what we have to go through. You know, in the in the public, just to pee. You know, um, and things of that nature. So that made me because I was just tired of explaining, and I felt like I didn't have to. So people just don't understand, and the cost. Of, of everything of just how much it costs to just to live and try to live a semi as a normal life as, as you as normal as normal as you possibly can it's just it's just they don't they just don't understand <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think i think people don't realize that being disabled is a is a, sometimes a 24-hour job like it's not a it's a full-time job in itself and then all of a sudden you try to stack these other tasks and jobs and all these things on top of it um, I do want to get into how long it takes us all to do this, but we haven't heard from Eric yet. And Eric, so Eric, you can talk to us a little bit about what your program is. Okay. So um, I have a disability that's around uh, T11, T12, um, partial paralysis. And so um, I definitely do have feeling, um, but it's reduced. Um, and uh, I usually wake up around uh, 730 and I usually go to bed around 11. So, um, and you can use it and you can, you know, when you have to use the bathroom and you can just use it. Yeah, I, I do technique, right. Or something. Yeah, I do. I do, uh, feel the pressure in my bladder and I'll feel it in my kidneys as well. Um, I have to be real careful about that because, um, if I try to hold it too long, which I sometimes can, if I'm sitting in one position, but if mm -hmm. I'm moving around, I tend to have to go more. Um, or if I exercise, oh, then I have to go. Um, so nothing like exercise helps you to go for just, just to let you guys know, but it can have an opposite effect too, because then you, all your liquids from your body gets sucked out and then you get constipated. So, I mean, for me, my, uh, there's a couple of things that I do. One, the more liquid I drink, the more easily I can go and the less constipated I get. So the more water and just liquid I put through my body, the better, because I'm constantly um, 
I'm constantly uh, struggling with having enough water in me. Um, so that tends to help a lot. Um, the other thing is when I go to the bathroom, um, I don't catheter. As a young, as a young boy, I learned how to do what's called crudet. And crudet is where you you make a fist and then you just you just push on your belly right right above your bladder and it can cause your bladder to spasm and then it helps you to empty your bladder. And I've been using that for most, if not all my life. Um, it works fairly well um, as long as I'm willing to do it multiple times in one sitting. Um, I know sometimes if I got to go, uh, if I got to poop, then what happens is um, I won't be able to pee until after I poop. And so I have to make sure to, to empty my bladder after that. Cause there's many times I'll just get off and I'll get done and then I'll have to go right back because now I got to pee. Mm -hmm. um, or, and, and for me, typically it's like an every other day thing for, for going poop. And so for me, it's not just one poop, it's like two or three poops in a row. So I have to be prepared for that because each one comes out a little faster, a little quicker, a little looser. And so it's, uh, it's just one of those things that I need to be ready for. And I could be at work. I don't necessarily have a program, um, but I definitely know when I need to go. I mean, the first signs and I'm like, I got to get out of here. So I, I really what are listen some to my signs, by the way, if you don't mind. Um, I'll have stinky gas. Um, my guts will gurgle. Um, I'll feel like a lot of pressure in my stomach. Um, uh, I'll start my, my sat, sometimes my sciatica or my sciatic will act up. Um, or I'll, I'll get, sometimes I just get more feeling in my legs, believe it or not. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, all my, all my blood's going down there. So <laughs> why is that? And then, then I'm like, Oh, maybe I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. I should go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're very subtle signs. If you're not, it took me a long time to learn this, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't something that I was just like, Oh, I know what this is. It, it wasn't, I had to really, really learn this. And uh, I can, I can tell you, honestly, one of the biggest fears in traveling is having to go to the bathroom. Just it's, mm -hmm. it's my biggest fear. You know, it's sure. like the last thing mm -hmm. I want to do is lose my balls when I can't have a bathroom mm -hmm. around me on an airplane or something. Oh, that's mm -hmm. the worst yeah. Yeah. Right. airplane. You, yeah. So yeah. But Eric, like with, with me, my, my injury is really low. I, and excuse me, I, I don't, um, they told me what my level was. I know I'm a, I'm an incomplete para and but the thing is is that i i mean even with your i know that worked for you i used to do the same thing but it was a pain in the behind having to pee because you could never empty it because i don't have the muscle and, um, and that's to just, yeah to, to that's, empty it completely and that's an issue i have one of the mm -hmm. let me just grab this real quick go ahead Lorana. you were saying well well just to empty it completely so i cast so I, I calf and that takes away from that because I know that my bladder is completely empty um, or whatnot. So if I forget some catheters, that used to happen to me before um, I was irresponsible and you get embarrassed and that happened to me before. So I can go and I can push, but I can't get everything completely out. So I'm like, oh, I just use the bathroom. Then I have to run back. And then, like you said, it's embarrassing if you have to poop in public. So that's the reason why I do what I do. 
because I try yeah. to take control of it um, while I'm at home to do what I have to do because I hate pooping in public. I'm going to be honest. I just, yeah. I hate dealing with it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make it because it's like, you got to get your pants down. I can't stand. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and when I got to go, I got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've, I've done gymnastics to get on that toilet. Um, I have done, I've done leaps through the air with my hands pushing me off that wheelchair to get me on that toilet as quickly as possible while pulling my pants down at the same time. It was... <laughs> When I look back at my life, I'm going to look at how to do that and remember that. I don't know about Sean, but I almost never use public toilets. If I am out never, somewhere yeah. and I need to go, if I need to have a bowel movement, I have to come home to do it because that's where my equipment is. So I've had to leave parties. I've had to leave restaurants in a hurry, you know, and, and my I explain it to my friends. Of course, they understand, but there have been situations where it's been, it's been really awkward or it's ruined my evening, you know, that sort of thing. So no, I, yeah. I, so, I mean, I use, I have to use equipment too. What were you going to say, Eric? Um, I just wanted to do a little product placement real quick here. D-Manos. D-Manos. So, so the way this works and actually I got a couple relatives that use this successfully as well, who don't have a disability, but chronic bladder infections. So from what I was told by the doctors, typically there are three major strains of infections that you get within your bladder. One of them is E. coli. E. coli happens to match up with the, the D-mannose sugar. D-mannose is a sugar. The body does not absorb it. And this is what I was told. I'm not a professional. I'm just, this is what people, I learned this from people in the community and it has been very useful for me. So it's like Velcro. It just bonds perfectly with E. coli and then it just mm-hmm. Velcros it right out of your system. Right yep. And I have an E. coli um, colony in me. So what a lot of people don't understand is when you can get rid of your infection, the colony is still there. It's just kind of mm-hmm. dormant or, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is what, this is what I've come to learn that you don't really ever get rid of it. And I happen to have the kind that the D-Manos works for. So I'm able to, you know, if I'm feeling kind of sluggish when I pee or something like that, or if my pee is really cloudy, I take a couple of D-Manos for three to five days and I can pee like a champ. You know, I mean, it's, it's nice. And I feel myself emptying my bladder even more when I take this. Also moving around helps me to pee. You know, if I'm just sitting still, like if I get out of my chair and I move around a little bit, or if I'm exercising, that helps me to, mm-hmm. to, to get my, get everything moving. You know, <laughs> I'm not just moving my arms. It's my guts that say, Oh, we're exercising. Okay. And then, then I have to pee more. So, and that's when it gets interesting for me because, you know, if I'm, I'm, I don't think I do empty all the way. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that little bit's always there. And so, I can go to the bathroom. I go back, get active with something, and then have to go again. So, anyways, yeah. I, I take D-Manos anyway. I take it every day. Eric. I do too. I take it every day too. I believe that's the 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 sugar that's in cranberries. That the, right the sugar that's the active ingredient. That's why so many people recommend cranberry juice. It has D-Manos in it. Does it? I, I, I take D-Manos and eat craisins every day. You know. I heard, I heard the acid in cranberry juice 
or cranberries that creates an acid solution in your bladder isn't good if you have ulcers in your bladder, which infections can cause. But yeah, and it nanos- also depends on the pH of what your urine is. So I, I, rec- I, I think everybody should go get uh, go to the urologist and get one of those twenty four hour urine collection thing, tests. Mm-hmm. And in which they, you collect your urine for 24 hours, send it in, and they send it back to you, and they tell you your different pH levels, what you're missing, what is high, what's low. I mean, the creatinine levels, all these different things in there that they can tell you. Mine was uh, I need to drink more citrus than I do cranberry. So oh, like I should you send know, you a big bulk of uh, oranges then, huh? I got some in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like it, it, it depends on the person when it comes to that. So cranberry is one of those things where they say it's kind of like, hey, it can be helpful for almost anyone, um, mm-hmm. but you should get it, you know, you should get your, your urologist to test your urine so you can find out whether you need more potassium, whether you need more, you know, potassium citrates or whether you need different citrates or whether it's the cranberry, you know, cranberry supplements can work too, so. Mm. You know what? What I've learned over the years, too, is that you don't always have to treat every UTI with antibiotics. You know, there's only so many antibiotics that we have. And, you know, if you kind of overtreat, you can you can actually make things worse by get, developing yeah. sort of a mm-hmm. resistant strain in your body. So, yep. uh, again, not a doctor, but consult with mm-hmm. your urologist. I think before you, you know, self-medicate with antibiotics mm-hmm. because um, unless you're symptomatic, um, you don't always have to use medication to get rid of a, mm-hmm. a bug. You know, like Eric uses the D-mannose, or it could be citrus or cranberry for you, Sean. Um, you know, just consult mm-hmm. with your urologist if you. Try, hopefully, you trust your urologist or have a good one. I, I was just going to say yeah. something to that fact. So one thing we may not be medical professionals. Okay. We mm-hmm. are not medical professionals. That's true. But I can honestly tell you, I've gone to doctors and I mentioned some of this stuff and they're like, what? Like they have no clue. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing, people, uh, you know, sometimes you need to educate your doctor and let them know, mm-hmm. you know, that this is a possibility because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they don't know everything, but yeah, they can well, diagnose. You know, the, the, same, yeah. the same thing happened to me, Don, um, with the antibiotics, because um, I, my injury happened when I was 11. And uh, when I was in a hospital, I did a sterile catheterization. When I got out and as I got older, I switched to doing just a clean cast. So um, that's, that's what I did. But I had so many UTIs. And they just gave me so many antibiotics to where they just didn't work. They couldn't find anything to work. So that's why I started, I started, you have to know your, I feel like you have to know your body. Nobody knows your body like you and being disabled. I think that we, like you said, we're so in tune with so much things that happens in our body. So I started looking for more natural things. I, I right now, I don't take, if I get sick or anything, I try to find, um, something more uh, more natural like teas and like the the mentos that has helped me so much with my UTIs I don't even I, I can't tell you the last time I had a UTI since I started taking taking that so we know our body I feel like we know our body so much better than anybody I don't care if a doctor or whatnot you know your body and you know what works for you know works for your body 
So um, I just make sure I'm, I'm really big. On, and like you said, we're not doctors. I just know what works for me. Antibiotics is just, they don't, they don't work for me. Cause I'm, I mean, yeah. I, they shoved them down my mouth for so long when I was younger. Yeah. I would, I would also recommend that to not necessarily treat UTIs unless you have symptoms of mm-hmm. that you can't stand. Right. I mean, if you're getting autonomic mm-hmm. dysreflexia, you have fever, all those kind of things, mm-hmm. chills, and you can't go about what your regular day is because mm-hmm. of pain or all these different mm-hmm. things you might have because of it that your body reacts to. And that's something that you're going to have to learn over the years. It's not something mm-hmm. that you just automatically know. Um, mm-hmm. For me, autonomic dysreflexia was a major thing for me to understand. One, when I have to use, when I have to take a deuce and when I have to go, when I have to pee. Like those are the major functions of what autonomic dysreflexia is to me. And so like when I start feeling chills or sweating or you know feeling different i'm like oh wait i probably have to pee like let me check and make sure my super pubic's not is draining right okay it's not that let me sit on the toilet you know so those things will come over time and you have to learn it you have to you know start paying attention when i was younger i was like you Laron. i didn't pay attention to that stuff i didn't care you know i was straight cathing i would have a uti every other week it seemed like and it, just because I wasn't doing it correctly or I wasn't mm-hmm. emptying my bladder all the way or I wasn't paying attention to what my body was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. John, so, how long have you had the suprapubic and, you know, uh, what's your experience with that? Because I have, I have one myself. I switched over to it. Uh, that's the one that goes right in through your like lower abdomen uh, straight mm-hmm. into your, it's kind of like into your bladder. It's kind of like a Foley, but it doesn't have to go through your mm-hmm. your penis or okay. your whatever urethras yeah that's the word mm-hmm. i was looking for um but i switched over to it like i would say probably 12 years ago um mm-hmm. maybe even longer 14 I, I, first five or six years i was straight cathing and uh mm-hmm. i couldn't do it myself so i had to have somebody help me with it and it seemed like i was just constantly getting utis so i switched over to the super pubic and then I had, I, I think it's a blessing and a curse in its way. Um, it's a blessing in the fact that you don't, you can drink a lot more water in my situation or a lot more fluids and not have to worry so much about having a cath every 20 or 30 minutes or an hour, you know, and that's UTI. You're just waiting to get a UTI when doing that. Um, but I also have spared feelings. So having that tube and that balloon sitting in my bladder the whole time is mm-hmm. is very it's annoying for me you know so i have to use the right catheters so i use uh latex i i tried silicone catheters and they were too stiff and they kept they just felt mm-hmm. like they were poking my bladder all the time mm-hmm. and i was getting blood and stuff of the sort oh, it was very uncomfortable good. Um, so I use silicone or latex over silicone. Some people like silicone better than latex. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of a toss up on that one. What about Botox? So I know I've I've heard like, like people who have uh, neurogenic bladders, they'll, uh, they'll take medication or they'll do Botox. And I know we had a previous guest on that did Botox that helped him with, because, you know, Bowel and bladder programs are the bread and butter of our daily business. You know, I mean, 
I know that's a weird combination of words to put together, but it's true. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. occupies so much of my mind when I, especially mm-hmm. if I'm out in public, you know, mm-hmm. that is, I always track that stuff. You know, where's the bathroom? Is it going to be difficult? What am I going to have to do? You know, I mean, it's just, I happen to be blessed and work in a place where the bathrooms are really accessible. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And I think when you, on your thought right there, you know, I don't do anything unless I have bladder and bowel figured out. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not leaving the house if I don't have that figured out. Mm-hmm. I, I do my stuff in the mornings. So like mm-hmm. for me, I, I try to get it done with because some people do it at night and you know, that's your thing. Like whatever, if you feel better at doing it at night or you have more time to do it at night and all that stuff, I can't do that because I feel like I have to go all day. And then I go to the bathroom at night and then I'm like, Oh, wow. Now I feel like I want to go do something, but I didn't want to feel, I didn't feel like I wanted to go do anything the whole day because I was like, Oh, I was worried about having to go to the bathroom. So I just do mine in the mornings now. Um, and so it makes it a little easier for me, but traveling wise is that's, a, I mean, that's a whole other episode right there. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, I mean, re- really, cause that's, you can bring in your equipment and everything is it's a pain. It's a real pain. You know. So, so what do you guys do for like other stuff for activities, daily living, like uh, driving, dishes, laundry, you know, all those, all those things. Uh, go ahead, Sean. You wanna, Lorana? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I drive. Uh, I I don't drive all that much in it unless I need to. Um, you know, if I want to go do something, you know, like go on a date or something of a sort where you know, being by yourself is what you want to do. And sure, I like driving is fine. But I don't really like to drive that much. So mm-hmm. I always usually have a, an aide or a nurse with me. So like if I don't like to drive. Like a chauffeur? Somebody's with you. They might, they're going to drive, you know? <laughs> I didn't say that. To anybody who's listening that works for me, I did not say that. Okay. Oh, Charles. <laughs> Charles, I want to go for a drive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my car does both. My car has both seats that come in and out. So I can either drive or I can be the passenger. Um, so That's I cool. usually prefer passenger so I don't have to worry about it. But um, and then as far as other stuff, like I do transfers from my chair to my bed, but I don't do transfers from my chair to my shower chair because I I can't it's too it's too difficult for me i don't have anything to use to push off on and stuff um and then what else what was the other question laundry i don't do laundry either, uh, like laundry <laughs> dishes <laughs> so so is that your maid that does that or who's who's doing this again i didn't say that oh. <laughs> i have i have people that assist me in my activities of daily living eric <laughs> What about uh, get it right, Eric? John, do you have movement in your fingers? Are you able to type? Are you able to dress your All right. Oh, well, you can move your thumb a little bit. That's it. But so I type with these with the, my pinky knuckles. Oh, like, I thought you were saying with your fist, like no, my pinky knuckles. I should do that. I should buy you a keyboard like oversized, like this, so you could just like that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, get a pair of drumsticks taped to my yeah, hand and yeah. 
Just smash the keys. That'd be so funny. Take out your anger on your keyboard. Uh, no, I I used to use a lot, try to use assistive devices um, for things, and I f- mm-hmm. I felt like some and look this again this is just my experience. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like most of them I could do without them, so there's no sense of like wasting time or energy mm-hmm. to try to put something on when you can do it without it. Like, like dragon speaker fork or yeah, yeah, like you know, like I used to have that thing you wrap around your hand and you put the fork in, you bend yeah. it or whatever, you bend the fork. Universal cup, I think they're called. Yeah, there you go. But my buddy was like, "Dude, I'm tired of bringing this everywhere and forgetting it. We want to eat something and you can't do it." So he goes, "So you're gonna figure this shit out. And you're gonna figure it out quick." And so then I just started figuring out how to use a fork, and now I just now I use a fork and a spoon and everything all about you know with my little. Right. Thumb. <laughs> uh, what about you, Don? Well, uh, in, and in some ways, I'm opposite of you because I love driving. I have a vehicle I drive with hand controls, and I take it for just a drive every opportunity I can. You know, um, I like that freedom and that uh, ability to control my environment. So I'm really, um, really big on. If you can find a way afford a vehicle, I think it's it's one of the most um, freeing things you can do as a person with a disability. It really yep. opens Very up liberating. opportunities. Liberating, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As far as um, other ADL stuff, I have the same kind of curled hands as you do. I don't have I don't even have that thumb movement. So I rely on what's called tenodesis, and that's when you when you flex your wrist up, your fingers naturally come together. So it allows you to do a little bit of a grip, but I've also, over the years, I've learned anything, <laughs> anything that I can put a little loop on or a ring in some way so I can get my finger in it, um, makes life easier for me. So I've discovered these things called clip hangers and I hold it up. It's this, that green thing, that's, it's kind of glued onto, this is my uh, TV remote so that, you know, if I want to pick up my TV remote, I just loop my finger right through it, and now I can pick it up. If I drop it on the floor, I can just pick it up. Uh, is that an me. LG TV, by the way? It sure it is, yeah. <laughs> I got the same remote. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, little things like that. You know, I, I on my wallet, I'll show you another thing that I've done. Um, I just put a little zip tie on the wallet, oh, and nice. I can loop my finger through it. It's a five-cent zip tie, but it, it makes my wallet more accessible to me. So little things like that. I, I too. Okay, I left, yeah, right. When I left rehab years ago, I had a box full of adaptive equipment, like Sean was saying, things I could put my fork in, ways to help me do the toothpaste, all those things that over the years I've just learned to do without because, you know, there's kind of a pain to really to carry all that stuff around. Yeah. But you if still I, have your hanger. I use my hanger. That's probably the. The one thing I use most during the day is just a, a wire hanger, kind of stretched mm-hmm. out. And I use it to pick up things that I drop on the floor. That you have that you have hooks on. <laughs> I, I can tell no. you that I've talked to many people who, if they would have had a hanger, because those keys, you know, if yeah. you're in a, if you're in a chair, you can't bend over to get those keys. That hanger is a lifesaver. Right there, you got yep. them all over the house. Yep. Hangers and loops. That's yeah. what it's all about. The other thing before I forget is, um, you know, like the Alexa or the Google Home things. I mm-hmm. use those quite a bit. I have my home set up so that 
my um, lights and my TV and my heater are all connected to, I have, I have the Google system. So I just tell it to you know, turn on the lights or turn off the lights. And that you ever feeling of control when I'm in bed and I can't move or get up, at least I can control my environment, you know? Right, exactly. So those, those are pretty nice. I never thought I would do that, but um, within the last few years, I've really just been adding things to my home to make mm -hmm. it more um, accessible to me just by voice command. These mm -hmm. two hand users don't know anything about this life. I know. Whatever. I'll, I mean, I'll look today and come do my dang on laundry. Come do my damn laundry for me. Yeah, I do <laughs> my own. <laughs> I wash dishes and do laundry. And Okay, so I, I can tell you one thing, though, that I have to do. Or, you know what, Lorana, go <laughs> ahead. I, I'll, I'll speak out. Go ahead, please, please, please. <laughs> well, my whole thing is, is that I'm like you, Don. I'm going to make it nothing works for me like you know the grab bars um the what's it call it the reacher thing oh yeah i, I no i know I, none of that works for me none of it so i do the same thing you do i will make something work for me so to get like my silly self i bought a washer and dryer normally i buy the front loader um so i can just pull the flows out yeah mm, that's the yeah, way to go i want it I want it stainless steel and I want it this new fancy, fancy washout. So it has a deep tub. I bought this washer yeah. and oh. then went home to wash. My God. Through that washer, I get, or you can get like, um, I'm a, you know, when you barbecue the top. The, <laughs> Yeah, tongs. The really long one. So I pulled my clothes and they hooked right there next to the washer. And I get my clothes out of the washer. The dryer is a front loader. So I do that. A lot of people are um, really amazed. I don't use a shower chair when I shower. Um, that's something that's different when I'm, I went to therapy. They said I had like a shower. I don't use a shower chair. I actually transfer out of the tub. I lift myself up to the side of the tub and I tr and I transfer um out of the tub washing dishes um I um make sure everything is at a certain level nobody if you come to my house it's crazy because nothing is high you got you uh, and you can I have a double disability y'all talk about your hands you should <laughs> see how long my arms are <laughs> Uh, I think I'm part orangutan short. personally, so I'm just saying. See, I, I, I said it all the time. I don't know how Eric's arms are so long. My arms are not long at all. So everything has to be, I make sure everything, my kids have been trained from birth not to put things high because I don't like to ask anybody to grab things up high from because I pay the bills. So everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything, it's uh -huh. at LaRonda's, like LaRonda's uh -huh. level. Nothing is on my top cabinets, nothing. So you pulled the, so, I pay the bills, do what I say. <laughs> since birth. You gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, since birth, well, you want to eat, you better keep it low. <laughs> so um, my situation's a little, a little different. Um, I, I've had my disability all my life, so... I, I, 
I loved climbing. I loved climbing trees. Um, I remember this day I was in home ec class and they wanted me to get something off the top shelf. I literally climbed up on top of the countertop, sat there and was putting dishes away on the top shelf. And the teacher comes over and she goes, does your parents let you do this on a regular basis? I said, yeah, it's completely safe. I mean, that was, that was my first lie. Um, um, but, you know, I, I live in a two-story home and the bedrooms are upstairs. So I'm climbing the stairs two, three, four times a day with just my arms. Um, I get into the tub, you know, arms first, arms ahead first, and just drag my legs along with it. You know, I mean, I, that's, that's how I do That's how I get around. And for me, it keeps my butt off, off my chair for a while too, by dragging around. But like, I have some pretty strong arms because of it. Um, my wrists are actually amazingly strong because of, uh, I walk on, because of walking on my hands. So I can hyperextend my hands. And I, uh, I got tested by an OT one time and they're testing my wrist strengths and they're like, this can't be right. So they tested it again. They're like, no, this, this, this can't be right. And so they tested it the third time. They're like, how, 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 how are your wrists so strong? And I said, well, I walk on my wrists. I walk on my hands like, like legs. And they're like, uh, oh, okay. We need a video of this, by the way. Where's the, where's this video? I want to see a video. You want to do it. I do. Oh, when I was young, I used to, now, I do not advise anyone do this, by the way. What I, when I was young, I used to do what's called the Superman. So what you do is you run on your hands down head first down the stairs and then you put one arm out. And then as you're falling, you put the second arm out and then you just fly down the stairs and hope you land. Right. It's kind of suicidal. And I, you know, I lived in the country. So my entertainment was, was that, but you know, um, so yeah. yeah. I also advise anybody who's listening not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, we, yeah. Yeah. You get the legs. Like when I was, when I was younger, they were hold like when I wanted to, I always wanted to go with friends and things of that nature. And we didn't care. And you would see us, they would grab hold my legs. And I would do the same thing. I would go up the stairs because I ain't scratching up my legs here. No. Yeah. Oh, I've had people do and, that. Like we'll go up a couple mm-hmm. flights of stairs and they'll carry my legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. So that, I, that works. People scrambled to make me their wheelbarrow partner because they knew I could, uh, I, I could book. I could I book. Bet you're arms. winning every time. They made me do 10 push-ups at the halfway point just to give everyone else a chance. Like that was fair. <laughs> It's not like I could win the running races or the long jump or any of that crap, but no, they had to make me whatever. Okay. Simply put, (laughs) I'm going to tell you, people are amazing. Our bodies are amazing. Yeah. And and the longer you spend paying attention to it in the situation that you're in and really focusing on what you can do instead of what you can't do, you'll be able to find ways around a lot of these things things that you consider barriers early on in your injury or early on in your life that possibly could at the end be something that you can say was an accomplishment as opposed to a barrier you know i mean you'll be able to make it past it and then you you know your quality of life or your activities of daily living may become easier um i hope at some point that we told you something maybe that you could try um that would make your life your, your adls a little easier um before I know we're running short on time for you here, Eric. Right? So. No, that's okay. I I just I got a hilarious 
thought in my head. I just got to share. I'm sorry. You said we could do, you said we could do anything. I'm just like, what kind of catapult would it take to do the long jump? I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering how are we going to, how are we going to train that in, you know? (laughs) So you land in the sand and not on the cement. Well, I mean, that, that would take a little trial and error, but I think you could get it. I mean, you make one, make a catapult, put yourself in it. Little, little human cannon. Yeah. I'm with it. I mean, but you, you're, the, the things that we just talked about, I mean, when you look at LaRonda, so you transferred in out of the tub, I mean, think about the first day you were and that you had your disability. Like, could, did you ever think of transferring in and out of the tub? No, I got stuck in the tub. That's how I learned how to do it. I, um, <laughs> right. you know, uh, my, yeah, my mom, when my mom used to help, actually, she was just really over one of those overprotective moms when I got my first, in, first injury or whatnot and um she used to help me in and out of the tub or my sisters I have five sisters so they they used to help me and um one day I was calling I'm ready nobody was there I don't know what happened but nobody was there I don't remember what happened and I I I figured it out you know (laughs) I I, I think I figure it out. Like even when I drive, like I break my chair down, I put it in a, you know, in the side of the car or whatnot. Um, everybody, so you just figure it. You, I just figure it out. I want to do something. I just figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you know, you're gonna fall and crash. You're gonna mm-hmm. hurt. You maybe hurt yourself a little bit here or there. But right. I'm gonna tell you all the things that I learned how to do that I didn't know how to do in the beginning. Only came. Mm-hmm. From me messing up multiple, multiple, multiple. Does this have anything to do with how to catapult yourself out of the chair? I'm just you wondering. Are you, are you going in that direction? Are you going in that direction? I broke. I broke a leg. I, I I broke one of my legs trying to do some. Cur- I had a friend that could hop stairs in his chair, and I was like, I'm gonna learn how to do this. You know, I, I got to do this, and I did. I was trying, kept trying, kept trying and fell and fell on my leg the wrong way and broke and broke my leg so that's why (laughs) that was not fun that was not fun having a broke leg in a wheelchair that's that's i've i've yeah i've hit my head trying to go downstairs in my chair it's not good only three steps at that it was real embarrassing but, uh, <laughs> yeah, cracked my frame. Cracked the frame of my chair. So I didn't have a wheelchair. We had oh, to- no. Oh, we almost said something. How I got another wheelchair. Here, but I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you going to were you gonna say something? So <laughs> do we need to have another disclaimer? like, I had to hold somebody up for that. Just know. I got another chair. Uh, just know our rehab hospital was looking for it for about six months, but oh, anyway, I know before I before before we go, I wanted to ask everybody as far as when you talk about getting ready for the day, how long in a time frame does it take you, Rhonda? About an hour and a half, it depends on what I'm wearing. Don? This takes the longer. Uh, usually about thirty minutes. What? To get up and dress. Did you, did you, 
30 he just he's just like comb through the hair let's go 30, 30 minutes to an hour maybe usually about 30 minutes so yeah eric head down yeah i mean an hour i put i put a brush through my teeth and a brush through my hair and i hop in the shower and wash the dirty bits and get dressed and get out <laughs> yeah see I, I mean i do all my my bowel program and everything in the morning so for as far as bowel program and shower uh, i mean i'm looking at two hours for sure I, I can tell you though, if I know that I'm going on a trip or if I'm going anywhere, I the night before I am hi, I'm hyper hydrating myself to make sure I get all the stuff out of me, man. Because uh, the last thing I want to do is if I'm going on a, a trip anywhere, last thing I want to do is have to stop and, and use the restroom for have to stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I when I, I I fly, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people fly, but when I fly, that's the hardest for me, um, because I be having, you know, they we the first ones to get on and the last to get last off, right. and I'm sitting in a plane and I gotta, gotta pee. Yep, that last to get pee. off sucks. Oh my god, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, and so, but I flew with some guys, and they was like, Lauren, do you gotta pee?" I was like, "Yes." They had peed while it was on the plane, sitting in the seat. Yes, they did. Whipped it out, cap right there, and it was done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know I was, what? I know some people that did that, actually. That do that on I've planes. I've done it before, too. <laughs> you, you, you have done it before, Okay, but have you had a conversation with the person next to you while it's well, going on? The person on? next to me was gathering me, so yeah. <laughs> 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 yes they we were, having, they a, we were having a lovely they conversation right they had yeah, you, just, bags. you just get that little yeah just get that little blanket across your lap and there you go yeah you just hold it up that's what you do i mean it, it's you know i've emptied my my super pubic bag or whatever it's been full because pressures change when you get in those planes and you get up high mm -hmm. so oh, those yeah. balloons in the super pubic you know are a foley if anybody has a foley that's listening you know, those things can expand, deflate, expand, deflate, depending on, you know, as you go up and down. I know they try to pressurize the cabin as much as possible, but I also have a backlifting pump in, in my stomach. So that also changes when you get up in the pressure, the pressure changes. So it slows down. So then when you land, when you go down, when you land, it speeds back up. So be, be weary of that as well. If you have one of those, when you're on a plane, make sure you bring extra baclofen just in case, um, you know, sitting there is uncomfortable enough, let alone if your baclofen's running low. So, you know, mm. I've had those issues many times on planes where you're just like, ah, what's going on? I'm spasming everywhere. Oh, wow. God. I've never thought of that, Sean. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you see me, you see me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back and, and forth. I'm like, push me. Somebody push me, please. Somebody yeah. push me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've had to do some amazing cross cross my legs and sit on my legs while I'm sitting in my chair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it's emergency time, oh, it's all bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sure is. So anybody else have anything they want to get talk about as far as ADLs or any or what we were talking about earlier as far as, I mean, we can do a whole nother show on just UTIs, you know? I mean, we can, we can oh, go yeah. through that. That would take, you know? I, yeah. I talk about all my my uti issues and take a whole hour in itself so you know this is almost poop counter worthy 
<laughs> well, this yeah. this ep- episode's literally about taking poops. So I hope your poop counter is up to poop because I want to see more poops and all kinds of poops everywhere. You <laughs> are evil. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay i see where this is going <laughs> hope that baby's up to snuff uh anyways so yeah i mean uh as far as questions go if anybody has quite oh, you got something down i was just gonna say speaking of adls i don't know if you saw earlier i apologize but my pizza was delivered about 20 minutes too early <laughs> that was the- i wondered what it was <laughs> that was the pizza guy at the door so mine is uh sitting there waiting for me oh you better we'll, we'll let you get to it so that's your cook um, that's your cooking okay that's my cook for this evening for sure <laughs> yeah so as far as listeners go if you have any questions for us on how if you want deeper in-depth ex- explanations on how we do some of this stuff or if you have any questions or issues if you want to know how LaRonda transfers out of, out of the bathtub send us a message We'll, we'll try to give you detailed explanations of what happens. If you want to know how Eric Superman's down, down the stairs, hopefully we can get a video of that. I want to see that. I don't know if my shoulders could handle that. <laughs> and if you want to know how Don gets out of the house in 30 minutes, that's what I want to know. Right. And send us a message. We'll yeah. try to figure something out. You know, we should do the video and fast forward when he does it, too. Just be like, <laughs> uh, 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So other than that, final thoughts, nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, those thousands of comments that we get to, if we don't respond right away, it's just because I'm going through all of yeah. the comments. Cause Eric, you know, Eric's he's got, he's got stuff to do. He's, yeah, a very important doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He's got all the monies too. So if you want to sue us, make sure you sue. No, him. you need to stop because mm-hmm. actually I don't. <laughs> If you want, if somebody ends up supermaning down the stairs and hurting themselves, and wants, to oh see my god, like, don't do that at home! I'm telling you, don't okay. do that at home. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't jump down cards either. Yeah, break your chair. Don't do that. Either way, yeah. even if you got hands or not, don't do this. Don't don't go out on curbs, please. I'm not recommending that you do anything. Okay, <laughs> nothing. Just sit and do nothing. Wrap don't... yourself in bubble wrap. And sit down. Yep, yep. <laughs> I just Anyways, want to say right. hi to our friends in Italy. So that's yes. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys rock. And all around the world, wherever we're being seen. England, we got some England people too, right? We got some England people, and then you said some Australia or something. We have where do we else do we have? Wow, uh, I thought we had Canada. Canada, and, that's right. I don't know how we got Australia, Australia, Canada, close enough. Same thing. <laughs> to our to our our, uh, our brothers yeah. and neighbors up north in Canada, we say okay. thank you. And our new Italian. Oh, wait, wait. No, it's it's thanks, eh? <laughs> eh. eh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other than that, yo, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, and we'll talk about, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Hopefully, we'll have a guest in a couple weeks. Hopefully, it'll be one of our dream guests. Let's get on that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of our dream guests listening, feel free to just reach out to us. But we're going to reach out to you. <laughs> yeah so kenny rogers is gonna sing us out kenny come on kenny uh, <laughs> <Hey> Loggins. <laughs> kenny, oh, or kenny Loggins, either one 
You got to know when hold them. There know it is. When fold them. Ladies and gentlemen, the quadriplegic. Know when to run. You better count your, your money. <laughs> Sitting at the table. I'm enough for counting when the dealing's done. <laughs> Peace. 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 Peace.